Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the coldest takes, the hottest takes on the coldest news. I'm the curse of the tomb of Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Penalty. I'm Louisa Scarron. Sorry, I have just defaulted to the only one I ever think of. Yeah. What if you introduce yourself as bat graining? Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> well, sorry, bat groaning. <laughs> Is he canceled? I don't remember anymore. I do want to let the audience know that I did tell them to prepare a Halloween name ahead of time because it's going to sound like I just sprung it on you. So I want to make it clear that Louise is the one that fucked up here, not me. Listen, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. I for once sounded like I prepared a joke instead of hastily thought of one ten seconds after starting <laughs> speaking the joke. Yeah, and weirdly, I didn't like it as much. Oh no. I like it I like it better when it's off the dome. Maybe I should stop helping you prepare for things. There, That's very interesting because you hate when uh it happens in the moment. Mm, yes, but that's kind of a character I play on our podcast. <laughs> There's All a right. lot of comedy potential, though, in when someone, especially Jeff, goes, uh, uh, and then says something. <laughs> yes, that's true. Ah, thank you for finally recognizing my comedy potential in not preparing for the podcast that I make. <laughs> that's on your performance oh, review, man. Jeff. It just says, meets potential. <laughs> I think that, uh, I... I think that I enjoy that, and the um, the podcast listening audience, I was always unsure if they enjoyed it, because that's how I got into a habit of introducing creepypodsta, of mm. just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to monologue and uh, like put the next word down as I'm thinking of the word I'm saying for um. this train as, before it crashes. Yeah, I think, f in general, it's a balance between having stuff that you need to say and filling in the gaps with the words that make it make sense, mm. and learning when to stop talking is really hard. Oh god, I do not know when to stop talking. <laughs> yes, that is- <clears throat> Wait, can we change the name of our podcast to that? Because that's good advice for all of us, I think. I don't know when to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. a very, like, uh, we started our podcast in 2009 type of name for a podcast. That's true. What if it was like, I can't stop talking and I must scream or whatever that <laughs> horror book is called? I have no podcast and I must scream. That's actually a pretty good one. That's almost <laughs> definitely the name of a podcast about yeah. like horror or literature or something, right? Yeah, science and fiction maybe. Every podcast nowadays when people talk about it online, they're like, I love listening to the new and they'll uh, do an acronym for it. And it's like 10 letters long and I fucking hate that. Oh man, yeah. I made the uh, minor error of saying uh, the abbreviation for my brother, my brother and me out loud to someone who did not know what that show was. Uh oh! And they were like, "What the hell is Mabim Bam? What? <laughs> what, what are you kind saying? Of racist bullshit are you saying to me, Jeff?" <laughs> uh, but I was like, "No, it's." Ugh. I think a lot about how for the first hundred or so episodes, Justin insin insisted on pronouncing M-B-M-B-A-M as Mamba. Yeah. Yes, I don't understand how you you could get there. Very weird. Anyway, Matt, what'd you do this week to chase away the mind demons? Alright, I've got two things, and we'll see which one generates more conversation. 
Um, the first one is more of a public service announcement. Have you guys, I know Louisa has at least heard of this band. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of the band Lovecraft without any vowels? Lovecraft? <laughs> that does sound familiar. Yeah, I don't know any more about them. So the their most famous song is a song that they did for the uh, Disney release Hocus Pocus 2 called Skeleton Sam. Ah, uh, yes. That's a good name um, for a song. It is an, a fucking incredible Halloween song. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so good. It's great, because it's just a goofy Halloween song, but it's like perfectly, extremely polished uh, modern pop. Yes. And we were uh, Jen and I were talking yesterday about how there are like different flavors of Halloween song that kind of mimic the different flavors of Halloween overall, mm-hmm. where you've got the like classic goofy like surf rock monster music and then you've got the like angry heavy metal screaming at demons music and then you've got the like poppy like i i must dance to this kind of music um and love lovecraft in general and specifically skeleton sam fall into that third category hard and i do love that genre of halloween music it's not always my favorite but when i want to listen to it i really do so i heard skeleton sam yesterday uh and i was like yeah this song kicks ass and i listened to the full version and then i was like i wonder what what this band is all about otherwise and i looked it up so i learned so many things and it's so (laughs) wild okay first of all that song skeleton sam is actually a reworking of another song that they made for another streaming series, hmm. Sabri- the, the Thrilling Adventures of Sabrina huh. for Netflix. And the original version of that song is about worshipping the devil <laughs> in order to find love. Okay. That's fun. So, that's very weird that that <laughs> exists. Then I went a layer deeper and I found out that the three people in lovecraft they go by stage names like one one of them is called um uh little pumpkin oh no <laughs> little pumpkin is one of them one of them is norman crates and one of them is uh scariana grande <laughs> okay i will say norman crates not very good yeah it's no what's surprisingly scary about not good <laughs> yeah i don't get it Anyway, um, but they are, like, people who are deep in the music industry who write and produce songs for pop musicians. Uh, okay. Like, one of them wrote the song Halo for Beyonce. Mm. Oh. That's why they sound so studio-polished. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. And they are apparently people who just became friends and realized they all loved Halloween music. And so once a year, they just release an album of Halloween pop songs. And they're very good. All of them are good. They have five albums out in the last four years. And most of the songs kick ass. I do love that. I'm going to look into this for sure. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, if you want to listen to poppy dance music that is about you know zombies or chopping your own head off or whatever uh you should try look up lovecraft all their albums are on spotify and it's very good is that an instructional song about chopping your own head off 
Um, I don't remember what that one is about, other than that there's a part where someone chops their own head off. There is one that is about being trapped in purgatory that is pretty funny, um, but most of them are just club bangers, so. That's fun. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk briefly about is I've been playing the new Spider-Man game that everyone is abuzz about. Uh-huh. Have either of you guys begun playing this game? No. No, I haven't finished uh, the Miles Morales, like, one and a half Mm-hmm. uh release yet um i haven't touched my playstation 4 in god months and months yeah one of the reasons i was excited to get this is because i don't use my ps5 as much as i wish that i did because it's an extremely good machine and there's just no good games on it so it is nice to be utilizing it to its full capacity with this game um but yeah it's it's very good it's doing a thing that I think is very smart where... So the the way that you play the game, you are constantly switching back and forth between Peter Parker and Miles Morales, um, which is very fun and interesting because they are almost exactly the same to play as, but slightly different. Uh, and it, it, at first it really fucked up my brain, but I'm starting to get the hang of it, so... Anyway, it's a good game. Um, I'm interested in the fact that the way that they are... So you guys know that the the overall selling point of this is that this is the game where Venom is introduced to that universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of that. So the very beginning of the game, you see... In, in the previous Spider-Man game, um, there was a whole plot line about how his friend Harry Osborn was, like, away in Europe... Um, he went to a different school in canada for a while (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Um, it's suspicious in exactly that way (laughs) yes exactly right and it's very heavily implied that he's actually uh been diagnosed with a terminal disease and Mm -hmm. is like off somewhere being treated Mm -hmm, that green slime disease that dane dehan had in that one oh yeah Yeah. god (laughs) just going crazy disease that the green goblin always gets (laughs) yep um, so the beginning of this game, you see like a flashback and Harry Osborn going into treatment for some disease. I don't know what it is, but he needs to walk with a cane, I guess. Ven- um, Venom disorder. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, okay, well, we figured out a way to treat you. And then they like put him in a tank with a blob of black goo that attacks him. And then later, then the game starts and he's just like back in your life as your friend again. So, okay. <clears throat> Harry Osborn as Venom is an interesting way to go with, about this, I feel like. It's sort of similar to, in the Ultimate Comics universe, uh, how the Venom suit was, like, designed by uh, Peter Parker and the the Lizard, whatever that guy's name is, mm. um, as, like, a, a treatment for people who have cancer. Dr. And then Connors. It, I can't Dr. remember his Connors, first name. That's the one. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt Connors. Kurt Connors, yeah. Three Gotta sevens. be a Stan Lee name. Yeah. I only remember the movie people. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, I, I've always thought that that is a more interesting way to go with Venom than to just have him be an alien, is to have him be like this weird, semi-sentient uh, medical goo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the way that heroin was invented and then became a pretty big problem for most people in the world. Mm, became black a tar heroin. Goo. Black tar <laughs> monster. Think mm. about it. Yeah, it makes you think. Here's the thing. So, no, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. 
Does it disappoint you that this, I guess, means that Harry Osborn can never be the Green Goblin? Because he's going to be, be the Black time? Goblin. Yeah, well, he was never the Green Goblin. He well, was he was in that one movie. Mm. He was the Hobgoblin, Fine. not the Green Goblin. I don't Fine. think he was ever the Hobgoblin. Not in the <laughs> oh, comic yeah, books. You're right. Hobgoblin was that other guy. Hobgoblin was, was just Goblin? some dude. He was the Green Goblin occasionally. Okay. Hobgoblin was a guy who, like, found the U-store-it where... Uh, Norman Osborn stored the Green Goblin stuff, right? It was something like that. Well, that happened in one of the movies, and maybe it was James Franco who found it? I don't remember, yeah, but that the was wall the end slid of, open. That was the end of Spider-Man 2, and then we're all like, oh, damn, he's gonna be the Green Goblin, and then that happened, and it sucked. <laughs> yep. Bad yeah. movie. Um, yes. All of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are bad, as I always say, and everyone always disagrees with. So yeah, you're incorrect. Not... That's why we disagree with you. So it doesn't disappoint you thinking that there will be no Green Goblin, I guess. Well, there's still Norman Osborn in this universe, so there okay. could still be a Green Goblin, and Harry Osborn is just somebody else. Hmm, that's a strange coincidence. In one family, two people uh, go nuts in different ways and get <laughs> monsters. Mm, I mean, Norman Osborn was the one who monster-infected his son, so he is also the one who would, in theory, monster-infect himself. Hmm, okay. An interesting theory. I can't believe you would say this about famous, beloved scientist, Norman Osborn. <laughs> Norman Osborn, yes. I guess he's only a bit of a scientist. Yeah, I don't really understand. In all of the different versions of him, sometimes he is just a businessman, and sometimes he is nominally a genius scientist, although we don't really yeah. see him doing a lot of that. Everyone I mean, in a comic book is a genius scientist secretly. Yeah, yeah. It's the the Lex Luthor of it all. Like, yeah, but Lex Luthor actually does genius science things. Honestly, Norman Osborn reminds me of uh, Elon Musk, where he's always telling you he's a genius scientist, but you never actually see him being smart. Mm. Yeah, he's got a lot wow, of big I can't ideas. You're... I would love to see a comic book like super science villain modeled on Elon Musk. I think that would be a really fun take. Yeah. I don't know. That makes me nervous. Like, remember when they made things to make fun of Donald Trump in the 90s? And we were like, haha, that is, he is that ridiculous. And then it went way worse than we ever expected. Yeah, but yeah. it went way worse because we kind of forgot that every villain in every piece of children's media for 20 years was based on this guy. <laughs> like, we were just Ugh. supposed to pretend that it wasn't true. I'm just saying, I'd be real nervous about a funny send-up of Elon Musk. Like, look how cartoonish he is. Mm. Especially he's because still alive. people who wear who read comic books tend to also uh, overestimate Elon Musk's everything, yeah. talents, goodness. That's true. <clears throat> so I won't I'm take this work. slander. <laughs> oh no, Jeff's <laughs> well, one of them. Yeah, Jeff has Jeff has become one of the Musk Bros or whatever. Yeah. I'm a musketeer. Mm -hmm. damn, oh my god, why god don't damn, they call themselves good. that? That's so much better than what they call themselves, which I think is musk bros. <laughs> Do they call themselves anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. we call them musk bros. Yeah. I think you musk, musk oxen. How about that? Like they're sheeple? Ooh, I do Ooh. like that. <laughs> do you? Yes, I do like it. Oh, okay. No <laughs> accounting for taste. Motion carry. Yep. Yep. Uh, so anyway, this new Spider-Man game is good. I don't know if it's as good as the first one. It's good, mm -hmm. but there are. It has yet to grip me in the way that the first one did. 
Can if you... gameplay feels great, the story is so far not interesting. Can you fly around New York and it looks very cool? That's the main thing that seems to be yes. what people like. The fact that you now have these wing glider suit wings uh, mm-hmm. makes it is actually super smart because the the first one is just Manhattan. This one includes the outer boroughs as well. You can go to Queens mm. and Brooklyn and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I can visit my house. I'm going to buy this game right away. <laughs> but uh, it means that you have to cross the rivers and crossing the rivers as Spider-Man in the old one sucked because you would still need to find a bridge so you could swing across it because you can't cross just water. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, you can fly. And then if you're if you're miles, you can fly across it. And then when you hit the water, you like water ski across the surface of the water for a little while. It's pretty cool. That's that pretty cool. Rocks. Uh, I love that. I know they gave him wings and that totally makes sense, but they're cowards for not letting him do the thing that those flying spiders do, which is just oh, ballooning. shoot out one long, really, really long string of uh, silk and then that catches the wind and they fly from their butts. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> they did. I don't know, Louisa, this is a question. Uh-oh. Do you know what all of Miles Morales's different spider powers are? That are different from Peter Parker's? No, I don't. He has spider senses, right? Which I guess means knowing when someone's about to hit you, is how that translates. He has that one, right? Yeah, he has all the same spider powers and additional. Yeah, that's some Mm. bullshit, I actually think. I think it would be cool if, because they were bitten by two different spiders, they had slightly different powers. But instead, Miles Morales just has, like the 2.0 like ah. oh i was bitten later they had they had figured out some new features between you and me <laughs> yeah it's a better spider i got bitten by the better of the spiders i've only mm. seen the first of the miles morales movies it was very good uh-huh. but yep. d- didn't he get bit by a robot spider in that one no, no. shit what am i thinking of it wild, was like wild nan- nan- nanobots or some bullshit. You're thinking of the fact that his uncle is like some kind of robot panther <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyway, <clears throat> I mean, um, I know that he's the Prowler, an actual comic character, but but he is some like kind of robot, robot panther. panther. Yeah, so, I mean that's a cool design. Yeah, it's the real Mister Beast is what he is. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that would be a good supervillain <laughs> name. But does the flying count as a new power that Miles Morales has? They both have it, oh. uh, and it's more of just a thing that's built into their suits than an actual power. It's a new technology. <clears throat> Spider-Man what are loves the new that stuff. Powers. So, this is wild, and like I've known this about Miles Morales for a long time, and it still bothers me. His new powers are, one, electricity powers. Uh-oh. What? Weird, right? That's not so spiders. originally, at first they called it uh, what is it? Ve- not venom. Yeah, they called it the like spider venom or spider bite or something. Yeah, something like that. I, I, I do think it's called venom, but that's confusing because of the other character. Name yeah. Venom. But anyway, yeah. um, and it used to be that he would just if he hit you, it would like paralyze you for a second, mm-hmm. which is a spider thing. Yeah, I like that. But then later on, they'd be like, actually, it's because of electricity, which is not a spider thing. To the point where he could, like, punch, like, a battery to recharge it. (laughs) Now, I guess maybe they didn't want to imply that when he punches somebody, he, like, swipes them with his fingernails and he has venom under them or something like that. Is that what they're trying to get away from with electricity? I guess so. Yeah, it's not great. And then the other one is invisibility powers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the camouflage. 
what the fuck, man? <laughs> Spiders don't do that. It's too many powers. He's gonna get ice breath next. That would this rock. No, I want him to have ice breath, actually. <laughs> this is the reason why, even though I think Miles Morales is a better character in terms of almost everything, mm-hmm. his his superhero power, like, his superhero character, I actually like a lot less than original Spider-Man. Eh, I think enough. the fact that original Spider-Man has some limitations to what he can do makes him a better character. It, and it feels like they are just adding whatever they can think of to Miles Morales to make him more popular, which makes him less popular with me, a cranky internet guy. With you, the target audience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, in the game and in the comics, I don't know, is he still a young teen or has he been aging normally and he's like... 18 or the, however the fuck old the Tobey Maguire one was supposed to be. Yeah, the game it starts with him applying to colleges. Okay. Mm. So Yeah, he's doing an, is... a high school internship in the first one, right? Yeah, they actually also start this game with Peter Parker being a science teacher at the high school that Miles goes to, which is fun. That's nice. Huh. Yeah. I like so. when they allow uh, Peter Parker to, like, age. Yes. Um, yeah, the, Peter Parker is very clearly in his, like, pr- probably early 30s in this game, um, and dealing with being an adult stuff as opposed to teen stuff, and then they let Miles do the teen stuff, so that's fun. Yeah, do you think they took inspiration from that movie where I know he was older and he was wearing sweatpants? probably i mean i haven't seen jeff you're more familiar with comics than i am but i haven't seen anything that is like oh miles morales was mentored by peter parker outside of that movie since Um, since they got rid of the ultimate comics universe and made miles part of the main universe they have kind of uh done a little bit of like protege stuff but i think they want to avoid it seeming like he's peter parker's sidekick Mm, yeah. Yes. They do a good job of that in this game where he's like, oh, I learned everything I know from like working together with Pete. And then now they are like a team. Like everyone's like, oh, the Spider-Men are here. Like, you know, people can't tell them apart a lot of the time, which I think is good, actually. So, yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> I like that it yeah. kind of fulfills. There was in... I think the early 2000s, maybe the 90s, there was a comic where uh, J. Jonah Jameson sues Spider-Man for slander or libel or something. Okay. Um, And Spider-Man is on the stand in costume. And he he says, listen, the reason J. Jonah Jameson hates me is that he's a racist. (laughs) And then he's like, no, I'm I'm just joking. He doesn't know what I look like under the suit. But, like, they kind of made good on that by making an actual black Spider-Man, and then... Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Um, there is a point... So, the the main villain in the early part of this game um, is Craven uh, um, the Hunter and his team uh, of people. See, you don't need a Mr. Beast. There already is a Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but there is a part where the... the the hunter crew is all attacking you, the both of the Spider-Men, and one person is like, all right, you take the small one. And then Miles Morales is like, you better be talking about him, because I am an inch taller than him, actually. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Uh, now, for this Craven the Hunter design, did they stick with the classic 
entire lion head on his chest plate uh, look. No. Ugh. I know. Did, it's a real bummer. Did they model him after the sexy movie one that's coming out soon? Oh no, who's that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the sexy movie one or the one in this game to say for sure. He's actually pretty... Uh, they, they are using him sparingly so far. I'm only about, I don't know, ten hours into the game, so, um, I assume that there will be a big fight sequence, but so far it's mostly been, like, you just see, you know, the side of his face as he's issuing orders to this gang of people to come and attack you or whatever. The twist is gonna be that you were Craven all along. Ooh, I do like that. Um, anyway. That is the the new game, and I'm excited about it, and I'm excited for the Wolverine game that this same team is now working on, because they are good at making superhero games. I forgot that they were doing the Wolverine one, that is fun. Yeah, and they just confirmed that it's gonna be in the same universe as the Spider-Man ones, so... Crossover! Yeah, that would be pretty (laughs) kick-ass. They're, they're, those are the um, crossovers they've always been allowed to do, though, right? Because the same people who own X-Men own Spider-Man. Sony, Correct. I guess. Okay. Yes. Well, Marvel owns the characters. It's just right, in but, movies that they yeah. can't cross over. Yeah, and that's video what I mean. games, I think? I think that the deal is also, also covers video games, which is why all the Spider-Man games are uh, PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I I think that they might have made, like, a new deal when they did the Tom Holland stuff. Mm, FDR. Yeah, they made FDR's new deal with Tom mm-hmm. Holland for some reason. He's the new yeah, FDR. Yeah, he's digging ditches all by himself. Yeah. He's, uh. he's dug his ditch, now sleep in it. Yep. Anyway, that's it for me. Louisa, what have you been up to this spooky week? Oh, boy. This is the problem that I had talked mm-hmm. about to the guys ahead of time, which is, mm-hmm. I have been doing- uh, We're the guys. I've always <laughs> dreamt about refer- being referred to as the guys. It's great. I've been doing a ton of stuff every day to the point where I'm exhausted and I'm like, I want to sit and watch TV for a while. But everything I've been working on is stuff I've already talked about. <laughs> so I'm falling a little short here. I'm not sure mm. what to talk about this week, this particular week. Did you- um, about? Hmm? Oh. No, go ahead. <coughs> I was gonna say, talk about Baldur's Gate three. You were just talking about it before. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Have or you... whatever Jeff was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say, talk about like your favorite piece of art that you've been working on, hmm. or just your favorite piece of art in general. Mm, yes, we'll turn this into an art history podcast. Yeah, I like that Matisse painting with the the goldfish in a glass. Oh yeah, that's a pretty good one. I know Jeff likes. Uh, uh... Christina's World by Andrew Wyatt. Yes, that's true. And I like the Vitruvian Man. (laughs) Yeah, he's always (laughs) so symmetrical. (laughs) Yeah, you like what is that? Red by Rothko? Is that the one that's just a square of red? Mm, Yes. Can you imagine what kind of psychopath you'd have to be for that to be your favorite painting? I, was, I thought you were going to talk about the making of it, and I was going to be mad, because I do believe it's important as a piece that is made, but yes, it's the way you said it, yes, you're right, you would have to be a psycho. Yeah. I actually think it's quite a good painting, but for it to be your favorite painting? Yes. It's such a weird one, because it's a painting that is unimpressive, unless you have the context of how it was made, and like some of the stories about when they've tried to repair damage to it. Yeah, because I think it's like it is just a red block, but also no one knows how he painted it. 
they can't fix damage to it because they don't know what's in the paint. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. I think that that's kind of part of the point of a lot of abstractionist pieces is that, like, it's it's calling to attention the idea that art requires context to be, like, uh, imp- good. Yeah. <laughs> to mean anything. Sometimes you get a lot more context about art if you try to make something in the same way that the creator made that thing. So painting or sculpting or whatever. And if you don't do that, you don't get those extra layers. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess that's everything in the world, isn't it? You can go further and further into something or not. Yep. I just like to have surface level knowledge of stuff so that every time I see any piece of art, I'm like, I could do that probably. Yeah. And then you could win pub trivia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess on that note, and because this is the week of Halloween, I've been working on um, uh, turning that uh, dollhouse furniture into vampire furniture for uh, my YouTube series. This is furniture that bites you and drinks your blood. It could be. I could put Ooh. secret. It mostly in. survives on on fruit, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't have anything to worry about from it. Only it only sucks your blood when it's uh, laying eggs. Yeah, and really, it it mostly sucks cow blood. No, mm. oh, now we're into a bat thing. That's where we were the whole time. No, the bats that drink blood don't yeah, also not eat fruit. fruit. That's that's why I went for mosquitoes because they do eat fruit except for when they need to lay eggs. Oh, I didn't know you were doing mosquitoes. Yes. Bats, well, don't, bats lay don't lay eggs. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just having fun. <laughs> I'm never having fun. fun. <laughs> oh, goodness. Roasted. What have we done? I'm not even sure Ooh. who got roasted there. I think it was me. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's why I said roasted instead of being yeah. upset. Oh, I have been roasted. Ah. <laughs> uh. 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 So, <laughs> I'm making this YouTube series, and I'm making gothic furniture. So I've been looking up references of, like, actual, you know, 13th century things, and then twisting it in the modern way, where everything's, like, black lacquer, which you'll see on mm-hmm. a lot of... If you look up vampire furniture, you will get a lot of people trying to sell you weird, gothic, shiny black, probably plastic furniture that costs $3,000. Hmm. So don't okay. look that up, probably. It's, super it's weird tacky. that the price is so consistent. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so I've been doing that in a general sense. Gothic style, a lot of pointed arches, rose Ooh. windows, that type of thing. But then I've been uh, also making a miniature meal of the food that Dracula gives to Jonathan Harker his first night at uh, mm-hmm. Castle Dracula. Did that Castle have a name? You know, I've read the first part of that book and I don't remember. It's called Castlevania. <laughs> oh, okay, mm. yes. Uh, Jonathan Harker has to punch, punch through a wall and get a chicken leg out of there. Is that what mm. happens in Castlevania? He you're, whips you're through walls through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, yes. Is there a plate of food that has just bugs on it for Renfield? <laughs> <sighs> How no. much does he... Here's the thing. Having read the first part of that book, so I'm an expert, he does yep. seem to eat bugs, it's implied, because the psychiatrist in charge of him is like, uh, I told him to get rid of the bugs and they all disappeared, but he was being real weird about it, so he, he definitely ate them. But yes. is that the only way he gets sustenance, or is that like some other weird mind control thing? 
I believe, and I did read the whole book a very long time ago, but I believe that later on in the book you discover that, like, he has been half vampirized, so he needs to, like, eat still living things, but he can't just drink blood. And so that's why he's eating, like, whatever still alive creatures he can get his hands on, basically. There's an implication in the trailer for that movie, Renfield, that came out recently. Uh, mm-hmm. That eating bugs gives him superpowers. <laughs> oh, God. I love this. That's what happened to Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah. he eats a bunch of spiders and then he can he use... He bit a radioactive spider and he got powers. <laughs> and it turned into, it turned into nerd spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got uh, uh, human hands instead of little spider feet now. Mm-hmm. Got all and the... a hard candy coating shell. <laughs> oh, damn it. That is a t- <laughs> what a nerd is sometimes. Yeah. Yep. It was a good joke, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's true. So, this meal, what Dracula gives to Jonathan Harker, is a roast chicken, a salad, cheese, and wine. Fancy local wine for the Hungarian region. What is this guy, like a 50s housewife? Come on. (laughs) If you're gonna be creating a big gothic meal for your, like, the OG monster man... Mm -hmm. Don't make it roast chicken. This sounds like something you'd bring to a potluck. It should be like an entire side of a pig or something. I think it's really smart because you'll remember the beginning of that uh, novel. Jonathan Harker freaks out because he gets uh, paprika chicken and it's... He says the meal is too thirsty. People online have interpreted it as he's too white and it's too spicy and it's going to kill him. But I think it's just too strongly flavored. It's too thirsty. It keeps posting pictures of itself online trying to get people to (laughs) say that it's sexy. (laughs) So I think a roast chicken is exactly what uh, Jonathan Harker wanted to eat. So Dracula was very smart. There's a lot of speculation that Mm -hmm. since there don't seem to be any servants in Dracula's mansion, that he has to cook Jonathan's food himself, which is very funny. I I hope that's true. That is funny. See, I feel like it would have been better than if it went further in that direction and he was like, all right, here's your dinner. It's uh, a handful of baking soda, uh, a, a, you know, a roast chicken and also just a a bowl of, uh, you know, apple peels or something like he's trying to figure out what it is that humans eat and he can't quite remember. When was he turned? We don't know anything about Jacqueline's backstory from that novel, do we? No, we, you have to watch the documentary Van Helsing to learn mm. how he became a vampire. It's true. I mean, it's implied- Hugh Jackman it, killed him, that's how. Does the novel- I know that Bram Stoker took inspiration from Vlad the Impaler, but does the novel at all imply that the character Dracula is Vlad the Impaler? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. it ever really comes up. Interesting. I think it's mostly sort of implied that he's just a creature of pure evil, like he's a a devil in human form almost, just wandering the earth. Yeah, they I think in the book at one point they refer to him as Satan's son. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but that might just be a sick burn. Yeah, that's the thing, right? You never know if that especially with a book like this where the language is a little bit weird anyway you're never a hundred percent sure if that's just flurred language or a literal description yeah yeah like how would they know is satan taking a paternity test come on plus like the best movies and tv shows and stuff about monsters are ones where the true monsters uh, man 
Yes, mm-hmm. and also Makes where the the local knowledge about the monster is unreliable because that's how people really are. Mm. Where there are stories about this person. Actually, this ties back into the thing I was talking about. The Spider-Man. song skeleton. The song oh. skeleton Sam. So it was written for Hocus Pocus two, mm-hmm. and. I like to believe that it is a diegetic folk song. What do I mean by this? Let me say. That it's in, in Hocus- universe. Yeah. In Hocus Pocus 1, uh, there's a scene where all of the town's like adults are in a big party in the town hall. And the witches come in and they use a spell to erase people's minds and force them to dance forever. The band that is on stage when the witches break in is a band of people who are just normal people, but they are wearing makeup and costumes to look like skeletons. Mm-hmm. If you were a person who was at this town hall party, and you had your mind wiped by the witches and were forced to dance for hours and hours until you were exhausted, you'd be like, was that was the leader of that band using some kind of magic to control us? And so they came up with the folk story of a character called Skeleton Sam, who is a fun party dude, but forces you to dance till you die. Huh. I like it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I accept your fan theory about this movie I've never seen. <laughs> yes, it's good. It's a good fan theory, and I like that it could be true, even though it definitely isn't. Yeah. Well, that's most things, right? Like this whole Dracula thing could be true, but it's not. Yeah, we know Dracula's not real. (laughs) But, like, I could see a world, because so much of what we learn about Dracula in the book is from, like, the local people being like, well, actually, Dracula does this and that. Like, how much of that is stuff that Dracula himself circulated so that you would be like, oh, okay, well, Garlic will get him. And then he's like, haha, that was something I said as a lie. Now I can murder you, you know? Yeah. That's a good plan. If you were a universal monster, what would you tell people your weakness was? I would tell them it was something I really liked. Like, if I was a mummy, I'd be like, my my weakness is sand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hate it. It's rough and coarse and gets everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it would be good. I think Dracula has a good thing going. If you imagine Dracula came up with the idea that he's not allowed to enter a house unless he's been invited, that's great Mm -hmm. if that's not true and he can just go and kill whoever's hiding. So if you told people that you, the monster, couldn't see them if they didn't move, that would be really Mm. to your advantage. That's what T-Rexes did. Yes, exactly. That's how they took over. (laughs) I can't believe Steven Spielberg fell for it, of all people. Yep. I do like the idea that Dracula does have one very huge and obvious weakness, and he used the flood the zone strategy of being like, okay, I can't let anyone be certain that, you know, uh, throwing rice at me is the way to defeat me. So I need to tell everyone a thousand different things that will work on me, (laughs) and that way people will not know which ones to try and which ones not to, and I can kill them before they get there, you know? Yeah. Yes, it's very good. I was always, Ah. I guess, I guess in the novel where it's the son of Satan thing, I guess maybe that's the crucifix thing, because I've seen a lot of other vampire fiction um, do the smart thing where someone tries to show a crucifix to whoever the vampire is, and they're like, fuck off, I was a Christian when I was alive, that doesn't do anything to me. Yeah. But if he is the son of Satan, maybe that's why that's a trope. I've seen the the opposite happen where uh, 
a vampire gets shown across and is like, I'm Jewish. Why would that work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the cross works on Christians who became vampires only. <laughs> There's a good I moment do. in the Terry Pratchett novel that plays with the tropes of vampires where some vampires... Carpe Jugulum is the name of the novel? Yes. Go on. Some vampires drink the blood of a more powerful vampire, and what it does to them is it makes them susceptible to religious imagery. But it's so powerful, it makes them susceptible to all religious imagery. So anything that could be a symbol of a god is now painful to them, and it destroys them. And it destroys them because they... They know, so they are so worldly that they've studied all the world religions and yeah. they see religious imagery everywhere. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, an eye is a symbol of this god. I can't even look at your face. Like, that's that's good. Yeah, that's very good. And there's a lot of religions that worship the sun, so that, I mean, vampires are already weak against that, but mm-hmm. it's it's du- it double kills you. Yep. That's why you can't play as a vampire in the Dark Souls games, because you have to praise the sun. Hmm. Is that why? Yep, that's why. The like only the, reason. That guy in Smash Bros. It's the only right? video game you can't play as a vampire. Did you ever think about that? I haven't. Mm. Mm. Someone was saying something, but I cut them off to talk about whatever I was just talking about. Nope. <laughs> nope. I think you should ask Jeff what he's been up to. No, I want to finish idea. describing this meal. Oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> so, roast chicken. That's easy. You just, you know, make a roast chicken. Salad. <laughs> I was like, well, what kind of salad would they have in Transylvania? And apparently the area is famous for a thinly sliced cucumber with vinaigrette salad. Sounds good. <laughs> I think it sounds good, too. I hate too. cucumber so much. <laughs> I just think it's so gross. And Interesting. Some, sometimes sour cream is mixed in. You know that area. They love sour cream. Um, mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's put on top. So I put like a little blob of sour cream on top of the dish. And the wine... Fell down a rabbit hole for this, too. It's famous in the area. Mm-hmm. You want it because yeah, it's... Yeah, but they do not drink wine. Thank you. Uh, you want it to be red wine, right? But, uh, frustratingly, the specific wine mentioned is a, a white wine, but it's a noble rot wine. I don't know if you've heard of this. Which I don't is, know what that means. When the grapes are gathered, they are infected with a very specific type of uh, mold. That leads to the wine having this flavor. So, mm-hmm. the noble rot sounds like one of those things that people believe the touch of the king will cure. Yes, scrofula. I exactly. love that word. Or like it, it proves it's like like a king losing the mandate of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, his family suffers the noble rot. They must mm. be deposed. Oh, if only people believed that. That's oh, what happened to the Habsburgs, right? <laughs> With yeah. all their inbreeding. <sighs> I mean, I think almost everyone in charge of everything in the world today is suffering from the noble rot. If only we could get people to, you know, stab them with pitchforks or whatever. Yeah. Whatever Just like works. a Dracula. <clears throat> yep. Honestly, the wooden stake thing is weird. That mm. Stabbing someone in the heart with a wooden stake would kill them if they were not a vampire also. Unless they were a werewolf, Jeff. <laughs> well, the is thing that is, why we're doing it? Just in I, case yeah. they're a werewolf? Well, I think that's the reason that you do it. Yes, you're right, it would kill somebody, but what people would do is they would put a stake through the heart of a corpse to make sure it didn't come back oh, right. as an yeah, undead creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is still pretty disgusting and gruesome. And Dracula is a corpse, first and foremost. Yes. You know? 
I like when uh, Jonathan Harker finds his unmoving body uh, engorged with blood and his eyes are open down in the basement. And then Jonathan's like, "Uh, maybe I'll just go back to my room and maybe he won't remember that this happened. (laughs) Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan is such a cuck. (laughs) I mean, that's the plot of the book, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's a, the archetypical cuck. The ur-cuck. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, the last thing I made, cheese. Uh, th- apparently there's a lot of uh, fresh farmer's cheese, which is just a white lump everywhere in the world. But Did you make that cheese that e- explodes with maggots? I guess that's Spanish, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is Spanish, yes. Yeah. Or is it Portuguese? Oh. No, it's Spanish. You're right. Ugh, gross. Casa Marzu, I want to say. Casu Marzu. Uh, anyway. Mm. Uh, apparently they also eat a lot of Emmentaler cheese in Transylvania, Ooh. which is Swiss cheese. So I was like, bingo, that's fun to sculpt. So I made a little Swiss cheese. So Ooh. this is what Jonathan would eat. And you know what? It's not a balanced meal, but I'd, I'd eat this meal. This is fine. Yeah, it sounds, like I said, it just sounds like a 50s housewife dinner. <laughs> I mean, when in Transylvania, do as the Transylvanians do. Yeah. Mm. The Transylvania so, twist, presumably. Drink drink blood and do the Transylvania twist. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Dracula eat a kid? That's the only thing we see him eat while he's in Transylvania. Like is a, goat? A, a woman shows up real sad because her kid is dead. And then Dracula, like, Jonathan just hears her screaming and wailing and then she's not anymore. So I guess Dracula ate her too. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, that's uh, just like him. Yeah, he, he did fix the problem. This woman was sad because her kid died, yeah. and he fixed both sides of that equation. <laughs> uh, it's very true. Jeff, what have you been up to? Um, this morning I watched the film adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Um, I don't have a great deal to say about this, uh, this motion picture. Um, Is it good? Of course not. <laughs> Okay, yes. Um, Is it... Do they get into the, like, weird lore stuff at all? A little bit. Um, Mm. Like, it gets into... Like, there are scenes directly from the games that are adapted, even though largely the plot is its own thing. Mm. Um, But I watched this, and the whole time I was thinking... Is this anything for someone who doesn't already know what Five Nights at Freddy's is? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Louisa, I think you'll have to watch it and see. Don't think I will. You gotta do this. I know that you love jump scares, Louisa. (laughs) There's not even that. There's like hardly even jump scares in it. How can. No, I don't believe you. Because the video game is all jump scares. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. The only thing that you have to put is jump scares. Yeah, nope. Doesn't really happen. It's just not a scary movie. Does it bother fleshing out the story of your you've just been hired as Night Watchman or whatever for this fucking Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, the character of the Night Watchman is the like main character of the movie, and they give him pretty good motivations. And he's the only recognizable actor in the whole thing besides Matthew Lillard. Um, is he? Is he a weird, bloated, stinky purple zombie? No, he is not, unless you well, are- Well, fuck. Unless they you have... are very upset with Josh Hutcherson and want to call him such. Ugh, they've ruined the the main plot of the games, then. Here's the, the thing. Is zombie? Is that his thing? That definitely the... wasn't the plot of the games until, like, the fourth or fifth one. Yeah. Hmm. 
There's so in the later games you find out that the character you played in in the first game was actually one of the sons of the guy who created the stuff in the first place and, and everyone's they, a skywalker it turns out they like scooped out his insides and replaced it with animatronic parts or whatever and there's some hints in the first one where people are complaining about how bad you smell hmm. yeah it's a weird it's a weird series in that it largely feels like the plot was uh a guy leaving hints about stuff and then checking reddit to see what the best idea was for <laughs> resolution to those hints that's great yep. um you know sort of like how jj abrams did with that last star wars since we brought up skywalker everyone's a skywalker <laughs> yeah um it's the reason oh no it's just like it's a movie that's fine the henson creature shop did great work with the animatronics mm-hmm. but they don't get to do very much yeah the reason I haven't watched it yet is because it was revealed that the guy who makes the Five Nights at Freddy's games donated almost all of the profits from it to Christian fundamentalist politicians. Yeah, I did hear and about I that. Don't want to continue to support him, even though I did like those games, and maybe watching the movie wouldn't be that bad. But it's on my you? plex, so you can yeah. watch it without supporting yeah. him. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about thievery yeah it was it was <laughs> a simultaneous to streaming release on peacock so yes i did know about that but i was gonna watch it on peacock and then i was like should i do this is this gonna boost his numbers but yes stealing is the way to go yeah i'm surprised the first game had any kind of lore in it you say about him smelling bad um because i thought it was just meant to be a game that basically had no plot just to set up this is your situation, you're trapped in here with these killer robots. It probably was. Okay. Well, the reason it became popular at all, because it's it's not a great game. Mm-hmm. It is just jump scares the game. But the reason it became popular is because there were a bunch of, like, hints of things around mm-hmm. that indicated a deeper story in a way that made people curious, but wasn't thought out enough to be definitive one way or the other. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, he ended up having to make the story make sense in later games, which is was convoluted and difficult. Yeah, that's always um, a problem. But in the first one, there's just hints of, like, the reason that these animatronics are going crazy is because somebody is murdering children during the day, but you only are there at night, so you only see the nighttime part. Yeah. Um, there yeah. is, there are cameos by minimum two YouTubers. Oh, um, no. Oh yeah, someone um, I know online who said they went to see the movie when it came out said at one point the audience was like hooting and hollering over somebody who seemed to be nobody and they looked them up later and they were a YouTuber. That fucking sucks. I hate the yeah. thought of having that movie experience. Ugh. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a guy who you would expect to be in it uh, if you follow any of this at all. And then there was another guy who I didn't recognize. And I only noticed because of him being credited as his screen name, that it was a YouTube guy that I presume talks about five nights at Freddy's. It would be weird if he didn't and was in the movie. Um, but if you've seen the trailer, he's the cab driver. Oh, that's not what I expected. I kind of expected there to just be YouTubers, playing the game in the movie somehow what? playing the game of the movie yeah i don't know <laughs> all right no unfortunately or fortunately fortunately no pewdiepie is not there thankfully 
Good. Um, oh, thank God. I think part of the reason he got famous was yelling at the jump scares for Five Nights at Freddy's and, like, the Slender Man video game that was popular around then. Yeah. I think Markiplier is the most famous Five Nights at Freddy's YouTuber I know. He was <laughs> supposed to be in the movie, I learned, but oh. is not in the final product. Huh. And I don't know he why. Seems, he seems too handsome to be a YouTube game streamer. You know what I mean? I think that's his whole brand, like. is that he's the yeah. handsome one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Which is... Fine. I mean, I will say he's maybe the only game YouTuber I know that hasn't had a big scandal about being problematic. Yeah, that's true. So he's doing something right. Or he's doing something very wrong and we don't know about it. Yeah. By the time this podcast comes out, he may have been canceled, (laughs) in which case I don't want to be on record as supporting him. Yeah. I'm... So we are recording this on January 15th, 2021. <laughs> yes, it's very far ahead of time. Yes. Um, besides watching this movie this morning, I've also been, um, there's a new Adventure Time series out, Adventure Time oh, yes. with Fiona and Cake, which I've been liking. Mm-hmm. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, Does... it is basically in some ways a like sequel ish to adventure time um which is kind of what they've been doing with all the hbo max adventure time like stuff um yeah i fell off the original series before it ended i know it supposedly had a good or dramatic ending but i don't know yeah i i liked it all the way through um the main thing about this one is it's clear that the target audience is like 20-somethings who grew up watching Adventure Time, Uh um, which is fine. I think that, I don't think that that makes it less watchable, but it is, like, noticeably a little more, uh, a little more rude than the original, and, like, clearly not intended primarily for small children. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Which is an interesting thing. I wonder if that would make it more Does it still have Donald Glover in it as the vampire? Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Does it still have um, Neil Patrick Harris as Prince Bubblegum? No, he was already recast for like a, uh, a second appearance of of that character. That's a shame. But uh, honestly, I'm more excited about Donald Glover than I am about Neil Patrick Harris anyway. Louisa, what were you saying? What was I saying? Oh, the, the, the thing is about Adventure Time and Steven Universe and stuff like that. I watched it because people talked about how good they are. But... I always would reach a point in it where my body would reject <laughs> this organ. <laughs> my body was like, no, this is bullshit for kids. This sucks so bad. It's so simple. Nothing is, nothing has any nuance. It's all just absolute base level bullshit for kids who don't know what emotions are yet. And I hate it. I hit that Ste- with Steven Universe a bunch, but I thought that Adventure Time always felt like it was, uh, like, more about dealing with complicated feelings hmm. than Steven Universe was. I felt like Steven Universe ended quite well. I, I agree with you that there were periods in the middle there that were rocky, but the ending was good. The movie was pretty good. Actually, the movie was was very good. Yeah, it's more um, about how it's so clearly not for me that, like, what is there for me in this? And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, Adventure Time felt more like a fantasy version of Futurama to me mm-hmm. than anything else. 
Um, Is that just because John DiMaggio does the voice <laughs> of the fun sidekick in it? That's part of it. Yeah. Uh, the other part being it takes place a thousand years in the future, uh, and the main character is the world's dumbest idiot human. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, Finn is the dumbest human just by default, because he's the only one. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that so far as well. It's nice. just less to talk about, because there's no goddamn YouTubers in it. Or if there are, I don't know about it. There certainly are. Yeah, probably. It's probably YouTubers all the way down. It's the only yeah. type of celebrity we have anymore. Yeah. It's true. Alright. Uh, everybody talked about what they did this week, so now it's time to uh, auto-tune the news. Yeah. So what we do on this show is we allow... Well, what we mostly do on this show is talk about what we've been up to, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. But we like to cap it off by talking about the uh, news stories that the algorithm serves up to us. So that we can talk a little bit about what the latest trends are. Uh, so I feel like I always start. Is that bad? Is that unfair that I'm doing that? You can I make don't Louisa start. Yeah, I don't. Either way is fine. Okay. Louisa, you start. Okay. Uh, I got one appropriate for the season in that it mm-hmm. is a TMZ article titled Paris Demi Justin Costumed Up for Halloween Bash! Three exclamation points. So. There was some Paris bit. Demi Justin. Yeah. What is, what does that mean? <laughs> Paris Hilton, Demi Lovato, and Justin Timberlake. Is that what it is? I actually don't know if it's Justin Timberlake now that you uh, mention oh. it. But yes, the, it is just names of celebrities. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm going to give you the link because... Let's see here. I had um, assumed it was the name of one celebrity and I was very confused. Oh, it's Justin Bieber yeah. now it says in the uh, expanded link. Oh, Justin Bieber, I forgot there was another Justin. <laughs> um, what's confusing to me is I don't know who a lot of these celebrities are, and I don't know what a lot of these costumes are. Yeah. So there's a huge slideshow, and I was looking through. <clears throat> a lot of people are dressed as various eras of Britney Spears, which I guess is maybe some kind of, like, solidarity with her new book or something. I'm not sure. It seems weird to me. It seems weird to me to be the hit me baby one more time sexy schoolgirl and be like, I'm doing this to support Britney. But maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of the pages will be like, here's someone in a pink uh, uh, Hawaiian shirt and their name is Jack Smith. And you're like, who is that? And what is that costume? And I don't know. At the bottom of this page, there are two plastic-faced non-celebrities that I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but dressed as the twins from The Shining. But they didn't, they, in no way other than the dress, yeah. do they look alike. And what's the fucking point? Yeah, I think one of them is a Kardashian, no idea about the other one. Yeah. I really, yes, I don't get that either. The thing is, I think celebrities are really bad at committing to costumes, except for Heidi Klum, asterisk, Mm -hmm. um, Heidi Klum, of course, but everyone else is just like, what would I look cute in? I think I'll be that. And you're like, what is this costume? Yeah. Who is this person near the top that's dressed as Samwise Gamgee? Because I respect that a lot. Oh, the woman in the, the, like, green cloak? Yeah. Paris Apparently Jackson. Paris Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I is don't that, know who that is. I've never heard of that person. No. No, me neither. Man, why didn't... I I was <laughs> about to like push back against being upset at the Shining Twins, but they didn't even put on same color wigs. 
Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's fucking wild that they didn't do their makeup similar. They have different color hair. They're different heights. The One girls, of them has the tattoos. The Shining are different heights, to yeah. be fair. Well, I guess that's true. But, like, it's like you purposefully went out of your way to look unalike in every way except for the dress. Yeah, so it's odd. very weird. And looking through the slideshow, which is like a hundred photos, so I didn't even get through it, but... It tells you who the people are, so that solves some of it, I guess. So when I see a name like Paris Jackson, I'm like, great, I don't know who that is. But also, it doesn't tell you what any of the costumes are. Yeah. Yes. Several of them appear to just be cat. Yeah. But that seems too simple to me. Unless- <laughs> And I don't understand it. You remember that they're celebrities who are entirely tied up with the worth of looking hot- and yeah. they can wear they can wear a leopard skin cat suit, and they think have, that looks hot. I have no earthly idea what Kate Beckinsale is going for, but there's a lot going on with it. She's got like a yeah. ray gun and like a bloody cut makeup and these like giant boots. Like, what is it? It. I feel weird about seeing her nowadays because I always liked her from when she was very young. She was in movies, and. As she matured into, like, a hot older woman, I liked her more, and then she did some weird plastic surgery thing where she doesn't look like what I remember at all anymore, and it really freaks me out. Hmm. How many different costumes did Paris Hilton wear to this thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> I've now seen four different Paris Hilton costumes in this slideshow. Ugh, that's great. I I just want to know who that. these Shining Twin people are, and I can't find it. You're looking through that huge gallery. I am. I'm clicking through <laughs> so many pictures. I knew that, that do not was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Oh, wait. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. Did you find it? No, these are. This is Paula Abdul and Kausha Campbell also did the Shining Twins, but they did a pretty okay job at it. <laughs> That's good. Um, I think that people had assumed Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly broke up. But then they did a couple's costume at this party as the uh, chain mace ball girl and the sword lady from Kill Bill. I do like the Machine Gun Kelly is Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. I like that a lot. That's great. Like, if you're tall and skinny and have long blonde hair, you have access to a lot of Uma Thurman costumes. Yeah. I'm going to be clicking on this for a million years, and I'm never going to find it. My god, there are too many of these. Holy shit. David oh, wait, I did Spade find it. and Guest. Yeah, that's tragic. <laughs> he just brought his buddy along. And they're just the most generic spirit Halloween vampires, yeah. I think. No, I think he's yeah. Zorro. Oh, I think okay. David Spade is Zorro, and his friend is just generic Halloween. Honestly, I respect that. I respect that more, even though David Spade sucks, but... <laughs> Um, okay, the Shining Twin celebrities are Brooke Schofield okay. and Tana Mungo. Oh, <laughs> That wow. second one I've heard of. Really? I've never heard of either of these people. I thought 100% that that was a Kardashian, but I guess it's just that no. thick layers of makeup and false eyelashes they wear. That could be mm. anybody. It's like perfect dazzle camouflage. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's slide number 97. That's <laughs> too far. It, it is, too, is far. too far, you're right. Oh my god. What are these, what are they dressed as? I Who do are appreci- they? <laughs> I do appreciate that 
there was a time when celebrity Halloween costumes or like costumes for the Met Gala or what well, I guess Met Gala is still like this, but celebrity costumes were so good that they were unattainable by normal people. Yeah. And now all of these costumes are worse than any Halloween costume I've ever done. <laughs> and I appreciate that. It makes me feel superior to these celebrities. But the yeah. thing is, like, like, even though it's like a vinyl bustier or whatever it fits them really well so you know it cost a ton that's the thing yes so it's not cool or exciting to look at but it did cost a lot of money who's yeah do you know the name jj dudham no doesn't he want pictures of spider-man for something (laughs) yeah uh that's him him and cindy crawford appear to be dressed as uh morticia and gomez Mm. i'm going mainly off his costume because he's clearly gomez Wait, yeah. wait though. But I saw Cindy Crawford and her husband as Sandy and Danny from Greece. Oh, okay. That she must be Sandy from Greece taking a picture with this rando dressed as Gomez Adams for no reason. <laughs> okay, he's probably like some kind of like an agent or something that uh, <laughs> you have to take a picture with because he will destroy your career otherwise. Oh, I hear. I see. This guy. This Gerber guy, it must be her husband, because he's wearing black jeans and a black t-shirt, and I assumed he was not in a costume. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> God, this <Ooh>. all sucks. <laughs> it does <Yeah>. suck. <laughs> I do like seeing... This is maybe the first time I've ever seen pictures of a Halloween party and not thought, oh, I'd like to go to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I admire some of the people who clearly didn't want to dress up, but they were able to pick exactly the right thing to be. Like, I'm looking at Edward Norton and Shauna Robertson. I don't know who that is. Maybe that's his partner. Not sure. But she's very clearly Posh Spice from the, uh, uh, Do You Want to Be My Lover video. And he is David Beckham, but he just gets to wear a soccer shirt and then have a bunch of fake tattoos on his arms. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know exactly who he is, but he doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Victoria yeah. Justice as Cher. Good job. Uh, which, which Cher? Which Cher costume? Uh, the, I think the one where she's on the boat. Um, oh, turn got, back time. Yeah, she got big curly hair and like a very low cut V, like skin tight bodysuit uh, and a okay. leather jacket. That's pretty good. Yeah. God, some of these people just are doing nothing. Oh, here's two <laughs> yeah. people who are not in costume. Whoa, okay. There's a picture in here, number 26 of 107, that is titled Gavin Rossdale and Guest. Yeah, I loved and that. I, who is that guest? I don't know who that guest is, but it is exactly Courtney Love. Huh. Like, her face is Courtney Love from the whole music video for Celebrity Skin. Everything she's doing is exactly to the point where I'm like, is that Courtney Love? Surely they would have said in the caption that that's Courtney Love. Hmm. Did you see Bad Bunny's costume? <laughs> no. He's just Shrek. Oh, that's pretty good. That's like, from a uh, SNL sketch, which if you haven't seen it, it's very funny. Is it? God damn it. That's not his <laughs> Halloween costume then. <laughs> Wait, is he on the red carpet, though? In, in the, no, in I looked closer at the picture, which was not on the red carpet, and there is an NBC uh, okay. logo in the background. Shit. Ah, ah. They padded this out with just other, if, like, other places with people who are dressed up. That sucks. It's not all from parties. Boo. Yeah, this 
this party looks so bad. Yeah. This party looks like it would suck so bad to be at. You'd be walking around like, I hate it here. Ugh. I'm looking at a slide of two men. They're not smiling. They're trying to look tough. I don't know who they are. They are wearing hoodies, t-shirts, jeans, and sneakers. And just seeing that, and it's captioned, Best Halloween Costumes of 2023 is making me so angry. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, that was the one where I... I... Uh, where I said, and here's two people not in Halloween costumes. <laughs> I hate that. They're not even Ugh. colorful. Ugh. Discovered yeah. that there is a sleazy looking white rapper named Young Gravy. Yes. He's like, oh, I think, didn't TikTok I learn famous? about him? I think I learned about him from Mabim Bam. He did a promo yes. with KFC or something. Of course he did, yes. <laughs> he's, he's wearing an axolotl onesie. Nice. Oh, here's we one gotta I like. stop. Yeah, I know we do. We yeah, right. let's be okay. let's be one done more, with and then we gotta stop talking about pictures that the audience can't see. <laughs> yes, they could go see them the pictures if they wanted. They shouldn't, but it's, they could. It's on TMZ.com, you guys, and it's yeah. Please Halloween send more part. money and traffic to TMZ. This is important. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, what have you turned up today, Jeff? Uh, I clicked on the news, and I had to selfishly. Uh, steal it from from you because you saw the same story. <laughs> ah, uh, but I wasn't going to choose would not it because I to understand didn't it, know though. what it was. I was just like, look at this ridiculous ad for a gizmo. But go on. Yeah, uh, Gizmodo <clears throat> posted this uh, article titled "You Should Probably Buy a Flipper Zero Before It's Too Late," um, and it is a little tool that basically lets you check for hack exploits in devices that you can connect to via Bluetooth or USB, um, which is many devices. But the reason they posted the article is because um, Amazon banned sale of the device and it's starting to get like enough attention with how easy it makes it to hack things that other stores are like saying, no, you can't. Uh, you can't sell this. So they're anticipating that maybe there will be a, like, ban on selling this soon. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, I did order one, so I will report in after I get one what it can do. Um, How much do they cost? Should I get one? It seems to retail for $179 Oof. by itself. Um, but I'm... Wow, it can clone magnetic ID cards? That's pretty... That's pretty wild. Yeah, that that what seems are the dangerous. Use cases for this. Uh, I do not know yet. Uh, <laughs> like what I will do with it, but it seems <laughs> like the things you could do with it include many crimes. Yes. I do like crimes. Um, but I so like, for instance, if somebody gave you a swipe card to get into a hotel room, you could clone it, and well, then I, I don't could like use that. this. To, to got, get into somebody else's hotel. This is the kind of crime I don't like. I like mm -hmm. the idea of being able to take this thing and plug it into devices I own and see what I could do to them that I wouldn't be able to otherwise do. Hmm. You can also take control of anything that has an IR receiver, so like make it into a remote control for any TV or stereo system. That's pretty cool. Send out uh, your Max Headroom video across all uh, TV yeah. channels. Yep. Looks like somebody figured out how to make it change traffic lights. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> think um, 
I don't think you can change it so that all of the lights in every direction are green, but to, like, send the signal that changes the light. Uh, uh, I don't like, like this anymore. Go I thought through it was the cycle gonna be... of changing the light. I thought it was going to be cool stuff about, like, uh, uh, more piracy of media, but it sounds like it might be destroying the fabric of society. Yeah, but people could already do all that stuff. I don't think yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah, this making it so that everyone could do it now instead of just some people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, if I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm interested to see... Um, as someone who loves to take apart and put back together both literally and metaphorically like every object that I own, I'm interested to see if this will allow me to do anything fun and new with my already existing stuff. Um, mm. And I don't currently plan to do any crimes that you will ever catch me for with this device. Nice. Um, I mean, this has got to be... The the main benefit for, for this has to be, like, hacking turnstiles in the subway or stuff like that. Right. I didn't even think of that and definitely <laughs> won't do it. All right. Uh, I have gotten into a bad habit lately of, like, when someone... No, it's not a bad habit. It's a good habit and everyone should do it. Um, of the... When someone is coming out through the, like, door exit of the subway going in that way is kind of a mm. that's the common turnstile jump is like you go out of the subway station through the door and then uh can hold it for people who can't afford it to get in okay. um, seems like you're gonna get arrested one day <laughs> no i did this um in the bronx and a cop made eye contact with me and did not then immediately, like, looked back down at their phone to continue texting or playing video games or whatever. Mm. They don't. They don't care. They get paid whether they stop turnstile jumpers or not. Sometimes they extremely care to the point of beating people to death, though, is the thing. Right, but you have to remember. I know it's been a while since we've seen each other, but I am a white man. Oh yeah, so I forgot. I, I have a built-in safety defense against police uh, wanting to enforce the law when I break it. Mm. Um, seems seems bad. It's pretty bad on a social scale, like societally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it has an advantage for me personally, which is that sometimes I don't pay for the subway. This uh, this flipper tool has a bunch of pin out ports on the side so you yeah. can connect it directly to a like a micro con i mean it is a microcontroller but you can connect it to another one yeah some of the stuff to buy for it was like a programmable uh uh board or you could buy like a, a wi-fi board for it that let you do wi-fi stuff but i yeah. i held off on that yeah i feel like hacking wi-fi networks feels somehow worse than a lot of these things <laughs> there's also probably an app that my phone could do that yeah that's true it feels like it would be uh unnecessary to have an extra device for that yeah um anyway i'll i'll uh i'll report back once i know what this thing can do and how fun it is to use <laughs> Yeah, tell us if you figure out a way to, like, overthrow capitalism with it, please. Okay, I will do that. Yeah. I mean, there's... overthrow capitalism, not tell you. Well, both. Well, I can help. hold on. If capitalism gets overthrown, I think we'll find out from channels other than just Jeff. 
No, they want the tel- the revolution will not be televised. I've heard. <laughs> oh shit! What if they what if they overthrew capitalism and no one even noticed? No, <sighs> now, think, now you if, can write a '90s shoegaze album. What if God yeah. was one of us? <laughs> yeah, your the the prison you're trapped in is your own mind, man, or whatever. Oh God, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I have to say about that subject, and so I think that means the show is over. What about I Matt? I mean, I didn't do my news oh, story. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> Matt, what's your news story? Gosh! <laughs> this is why I always go first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the story article title that I got is, Doctor Who's Alex Kingston says she's holding in a big spoiler. Okay. All right. That, that itself is a spoiler. Yes, so yeah. I know Louisa, you kind of fell off Doctor Who a while back. Yes, Jeff, you're fairly con con. Wait, what word was I trying to say there? You're fairly <laughs> current, uh, con- like constant. Uh, current, that's the one. Uh, uh, yes, I have not watched the season known as Flux, which was Jodie Whittaker's last season, but I did watch the special where she regenerates. Okay. Uh, I also, f- I have not watched the special where she regenerates, and I haven't watched the most recent season, but I have watched, you know, uh, some of Jodie Whittaker's stuff, the first season of hers, I think. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is, it was heavily implied that there was an episode in the Peter Capaldi series where that was the last time we were going to see Dr. Song. Yeah. <laughs> and... So that's pretty weird, because she said that they are going to be revealing details about her character later this year, or I guess next year. So do you know who the next Doctor is? Yes, and I'm so fucking excited. Okay. In Kuti Gatwa, is that his name? Uh, Shuti Gatwa is actually uh, the 15th Doctor, the 14th Doctor. Oh, yeah. What? What? F- I don't give a shit about that. Right, the fourteenth doctor. The fourteenth doctor will, in fact, be David Tennant again. Oh fuck! Yes, <laughs> um, you promised. You promised it wouldn't happen. <laughs> for as of yet unexplained re- reasons, he <laughs> yeah, regenerates reason. it into that face yeah. again. I mean, the the reason is probably because uh, uh, what's his face uh, RTD Russell T Davies is back. As yeah. the showrunner, and he wanted to do a victory lap um, <sighs> for the for the sixtieth anniversary. But like, I suspect that we will get a recontextualization of River Song's line in her first episode. This is the youngest I've ever seen you, because uh, she'll show up in one of these episodes and see this like fifteen years older David Tennant version again, not knowing that it's a different incarnation. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense, and although I don't know because it, the that makes that in a way makes that thing that River Song said less cool. Isn't she going backwards through time, where other people are going forwards or something? Wasn't her story about time like it's, that? Uh, it's her her entire thing is just the time traveler's wife to the point where Stephen Moffat, who created the character and wrote that first episode and most of her arc also directed the TV adaptation of The Time Traveler's Wife and used yeah. some reused some of his own dialogue in it. It's crazy. Hmm, he loved weird. that book, I guess. Yeah, her whole thing is just that she is experiencing the events of the show in a different order than we the audience are. Yeah. That's, that's it. Okay. So, 
we meet her first, like, in, in, at the, I mean, spoilers for an episode of Doctor Who from 2008, but, like, she dies at the end of the story, but the Doctor had never met her before. But she right. was like, we've gone on so many adventures. Hmm. Right. Um, um, and then there was a Peter Capaldi episode that was, like, a direct prequel to that. that strange. Yes. So, but... The thing that I liked about the fact that when she sees him in that episode and says, I've never seen you this young before, is that it implies to us that even though Doctor Who is played by younger actors in other series, she, as another Time Lord, has the ability to tell how old he is in an absolute sense as opposed to the body he's in. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, I think the implication from, I I think that the intended implication from the episode is, I have never met any of the earlier incarnations of the Doctor. Right. Which yes. makes sense. Um, but I suspect that, uh, and I partly suspect this because I was watching some YouTube stuff about it, that, um... That they will include River Song in one of these 60th anniversary specials that are being kept very, like, tightly under wraps. Um, right. And she won't know that this is a different form of the Doctor. She'll think it's the 10th Doctor still. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. I, I That feels... Uh, this whole David Tennant thing actually puts a pretty bad taste in my mouth. I, uh, I watched a, a thing about it that made me feel a little better, which is... They didn't want to have the 60th anniversary year have no Doctor Who, but Shuti Gatwa was not available to film yet uh, in time to get episodes out this year. Um, because, like, I think that they are standing behind him because they've actually already started filming his second season as the Doctor. He's uh, going to be great. He was so good on Sex Education. He's good even though he's got a very small role in Barbie. He's a very good actor. He's very funny and also charming and also, like, maudlin at times. I I am so excited for him. I, the thing that I didn't like about Jodie Whittaker is that she was mostly, like, a goofy uncle. Like, she had goofy uncle energy <laughs> all the time. I really, um, I really loved her incarnation of the Doctor, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think any of the episodes were good, and that's largely yes. up to the production staff and not her. And it's a shame that's that true. they kind of, mm -hmm. that they kind of like shackled the first uh, female Doctor in that way. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any real memorable plot that I can remember from the. I think I watched two seasons of her, and I can't remember anything about them. <laughs> Yeah, I remember people being very excited that she was going to be the Doctor, and then no one ever talked about any of her episodes that I saw. Yes. And I remember that she was, like, one of her main things was that instead of having a companion, she had, like, a whole family as her companions. Yeah, I don't like and that. She called them Team TARDIS, but that meant that I didn't care about any of them because there were too many of them to know what was going on at any time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be interested to get like a little like, oh, what's Donna been up to? Um, mm. And then get into something completely new with a guy I know knows how to make good Doctor Who. That's true. Apparently they've cast a bunch of people as like Donna Noble's children. Weird. So that's weird. 
Wasn't she already, like, beyond childbearing age in the original run? Uh, mm, I mean, the character was introduced as she's about to get married. Like, oh, right. And she she's, does, like, a runaway bride thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's so, fun. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole Noble family. They should cast yeah, John I mean, Noble I think... in there as a joke. No, oh, that would be a good joke. I like, um, what is that actress's name? God, I don't remember. Oh, why can't I remember Catherine this? something? Doesn't matter. Anyway, I think she's funny. I think she's she was a pretty good companion, and I appreciated the fact that it was maybe the only time... It, well, no, that's not true. It was one of the few times that they've had a Doctor Who companion in the modern era that wasn't trying to fuck all the time. Mm. I The fact that Doctor Who fell in love with Rose Tyler, I guess, and then had like a weird flirtation with Martha. Um, I wanted to say Washington. That's not right. Smith? That's the, Martha Stewart. That her last name? Yeah, it was Martha Stewart. <laughs> God, that would ru- ru- rule. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining like a far future where like Martha Stewart is a historical figure and they're still making Doctor Who, so it would be okay to have the Doctor go flirt with her in a time machine. <laughs> Um, oh, that would be good. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. But also, in addition to the fact that they were explicitly and specifically not horny for each other, there was yes. never more of a strong sexual energy than when Donna traveled with the Doctor. I suppose so, but I felt like they both had sexual energy, just not for each other. Yeah, it was like they were afraid that they would fall in love with each other. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> but I really, I just don't, I don't want, I I hate whenever it's like, ooh, maybe the Doctor will kiss this companion. Gross. Yeah, that's I, gross. I agree with that. <laughs> I think that the Doctor, much like uh, the Star Wars films, needs to be fully chased. Yes. No love the stories. Doctor, the Doctor, like, genuinely, I think that the Doctor... In its in his best form, in their best form, is a ace icon. Yep. Because honestly, if you want to have a non-power imbalance with the person that you were having a romance with, then the doctor can't have a romance with anyone. <laughs> Except yep. River Song, I guess. Yeah, I I liked that their romance felt more like a business partnership or a game of <laughs> yeah. tag. They never felt romantically romantic. It okay. felt like if they had kissed uh, or boned, it would have been weird. Yes. Okay. I do like that she married Greg Davies at one point. <laughs> oh, I didn't even re- I don't remember that at all. <laughs> one of the specials between Matt Smith and um Peter Capaldi is called the the Husbands of River Song, and it's about all of the men that she married over her travels. That's fun. And one of them is Greg Davies's head on a robot body. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, it's very good. And Matt Lucas is is one of them as well. Although he ended up being a, a doctor's companion for Peter Capaldi later as well. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, hasn't he been on like four different times as different guys? <laughs> No, he's always the same guy. He's hmm. a guy who is like a, a super genius at finance specifically and was like Boring. a loan shark. And then uh, Dr. Sung married him uh. and then he died, but the doctor brought him back in a robot body that looked exactly the same as his human body. Weird. 
Remember yep. when James Corden was the doctor's roommate? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird, huh? That, yeah. It's a shame that I felt like that was a good story and a good episode, and James Corden ruined it by being James Corden. That's how you feel about the movie Cats, also. <laughs> yep, it's true. You love it, I feel except like the for doctor Buster was for great in Cats. <laughs> So anyway, uh, also for those sickos out there like me, I am excited about the fact that there's a Doctor Who magic card set that just came out, even Um, though I probably won't buy any because I don't like to own physical objects, but they they aren't coming out in digital, sadly, but they do look cool, and I appreciate that they made them. Sorry for your loss that they're not coming out in digital form. I know. I mean, it probably would have broken the whole world of magic cards if these cards were available to play in, like, standard formats, because some of them are very good, but still. I expect to see a timey-wimey deck topping some magic tournaments in the near future. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. Yep. Alright, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. We hope you liked it. Ooh, this was a long one. We got really down the rabbit hole of celebrity Halloween costumes for a while there. (laughs) Um, If you like the show, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod. I'm rejecting the X name still. Um, You can also find us, if you want to join our Discord, you can talk to us directly. You just need to uh, send one of us a message on social media. You can find me on Blue Sky, at Matt Heron. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Steam as Jeff JK. That's it. <laughs> and I'm on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. So you're going to have to join like seven or eight platforms if you want to talk to all of us. No, this means that we all you just join our Discord yeah, and you, you can message one of us on whatever platform you're already on. Yes, there. Perfect. All right. Yes, that's the way to do it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. I hope you have a great Halloween and come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read any comments. I'm the best around. <laughs>